1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mapaluso. How many times can you hear me say that? I hope it brings you so much joy. This podcast brings me a bunch of joy and we're doing it from our cool garage studio, the hot box office. And we couldn't have done it without you guys. So thank you so much for all of your support and your continued listenership throughout the years. We have a couple fun episodes coming up the next couple weeks. The gift guide and also a grief guide coming for the holidays that will be a bonus episode on the 22nd, Friday. So look forward to that. And don't forget, rate us five stars. We are the champion. I can't sing too much because they'll shut us down. We don't want to get shut down. We want to shoot through the sky like a star, a shooting star. Give us five stars star ratings I'm looking for a thousand of them babies we can do it make my Christmas dreams come true and I hope you enjoy this week of the sharp tongue podcast with the one the only Miss Jessica May Peluso sharp tongue podcast beep 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 you're beep. listening to the sharp tongue podcast I'm your host Jesse May Jessie. Peluso it's a personal. Look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's gonna get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully, you'll laugh. Talk about my dog sometimes. Each week, it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're gonna get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey, everybody. This is episode 384, I believe. I could be right or wrong. Does it matter? That's one of the problems in life. We try to be right instead of listening. We try to be right instead of learning from our wrong. And we fuck it all up. Over and over. But I'm here to let you know you're not alone in the process. In the process of life. And I'm, I'm going to be doing a gift-giving guide. That's a mouthful maybe the next episode for the holiday season. And I also want to do an episode about handling grief during the holidays. So if you have any questions pertaining to either of those things, please send us a little email, Comedy at gmail.com. And as always, if you guys have overheards, I want a holiday themed overheards from you guys. You know, those non-sequiturs that sort of happen when you pass by. Email us any of those that you get. The weirder, the better. The more random, the better. That's the whole point of the game. Jesse comedy at gmail. And it's funny because I had a dream that I was, I don't know where I was. I was someplace squatting down on the ground. Sidebar, I should say, I can't stand when people tell you their dreams. Do you really care? When someone's like, oh, I got to tell you about this dream I had last night. No, you don't. I don't care. It's probably going to be stupid. And I can't imagine it. That's why your brain waited for you to have it at night because no one else cares. So I had this dream that I was squatting down on the ground and some man passes by and he says something that I think, oh, that's going to be great for an overheard. And then I forget what he says. I can't really hear it. So it was a nightmare because I, I, I didn't want to let you guys down. So I know the pressure that you're under to get me those overheards. We have a couple this episode. We'll get to them in a hot second. And there's these headphones I want to show you. (laughs) You know, you're listening to the pod. You can't see the episode. So go to the, uh, where are we on YouTube? Deb, we're on YouTube. Go to YouTube. You can watch the episode. I bought these because I thought they would be a good size headphone to listen and do meditations with. And then I put them on, and everyone thought I was an air traffic controller. So I'm just going to pop them on so you can see how bad they are. I literally, I look like, you know when they bring kids to concerts? And the kids have the special headphones on? That's what I look like. But very, they're they really sound-canceling. And I wore these on a couple of flights, and I felt like a complete. I feel like one of those kids that fly alone, that the stewardess and the the flight attendants take care of. When I had these on, people treated me differently. They're like, "Oh, are you okay? Are you going to get to your family? To, is someone meeting you at the airport?" Everyone was treating me like I was a victim of a car accident, and I just came out of a coma. That's what these are. These are for those types of people. But I will say the qualities there. I think I got them off of. Amazon hyper gear. Yeah, you look like a hyper nerd when you wear these for sure. I took a photo shoot in the bathroom at the uh, on the plane just to see what I looked like the first time I wore them. And people were like, shouldn't you be on the outside of the plane? You shouldn't be in the plane. You should be on the tarmac, ma'am. That's another thing that happens in your life when you get called ma'am. Woo. Ma'am will change your day. Ma'am hits different. And people mean it out of respect. But damn, when you get a ma'am, you're like, I didn't think this day was coming. I didn't realize this day was going to hit me so soon. A miss, I feel, can be directed towards anyone. You could call a three-year-old miss. You could call an 83-year-old miss. What you can't do is call a toddler ma'am. And... You get called ma'am and it just propels you towards death. You feel like you're dying. I might as well I might as well buy a moo and not wear a bra and go to the grocery store for eight hours a day. I do one out of three of those things already, but I wasn't looking to have that process expedited. So a ma'am can really throw you for a loop. I don't know what got us here. I think it was oh the guy who said asked me if I should should be on the tarmac, ma'am. Ma'am, are you okay? Is everything okay, ma'am? Did you have a bag of medication that you need to access during the flight? (sighs) Ways that life humbles you. I have a little something that I did, and I think you guys should do. A little... Oh, oh, look what fell. Deb, my assistant, got me probably one of the greatest gifts of all time. We're going to show this in next week's episode as well as the headphones. Uh, This is Snoop on a Stoop. I no longer have a stoop. I have stairs. I don't really count as a stoop. I think a stoop is very quintessential with New York City and neighborhoods like that. But he's got, he's dripping. He's, can you hear him? If you hear this at night, that's just Snoop filling your stocking with sativa. This is great. I think Snoop Dogg is one of the greatest people of all time. He's very interesting. And he had us all scared for the holiday season when he said he was off the smoke. I believe that's what he said, right? It was off the smoke, and we all panicked. Everyone took an inventory of all the weed that they smoke, and they were like, oh, man, if Snoop Dogg is off the smoke, if Snoop Dogg is off the smoke, I need to get off the smoke. I was even like, damn, I'm going to have to change my whole world. Snoop Dogg made us all freak out, and then we found out it was just for an oven or a grill or some sort of outdoor heating unit. It was a, It's what I call smarketing. It's marketing. You think Snoop is gonna stop smoking weed? That's that's the smartest tactic. Like, what would shock everyone? What would shock everyone? What would shock you more? To learn that a very successful and likable politician was on Jeffrey Epstein's Island, or that Snoop quit smoking weed. It's as political as we're gonna get on this episode and this podcast. But I'm happy to have Snoop on a stoop in my house. I feel like a late night talk show host. (laughs) That's the energy I have right now. It's kind of fun. I did something that I wanted to suggest for everybody. And it's going to maybe make some of you cringe. And that's fine. It made me cringe as well. But it was something that I just thought would be interesting to do. I wrote myself a letter. And I put a little gift inside for myself. Because I think too often we disregard our own life and our own journey through that life and the changes that we go through and the evolutions that we endure and encounter for for ourselves and within ourselves. And so much of what we learn or so much of our ability to appreciate what we've been able to learn gets lost in in the velocity of life. And I thought, you know, I want to write down just a note that maybe I might need to read one day. We don't talk to ourselves enough, or maybe you do. I do talk to myself all damn day long. I argue with myself and I solve problems in my head. But I thought, I'm going to send myself a note and let myself know I love myself. And it might sound a little self-serving, maybe a little selfish, but it's just for me. And I thought maybe you guys would want to hear that I had done that. And maybe you can write yourself a letter. It can say whatever you want. It can say, you know, you're a douchebag, but you shouldn't write that. Those are those are the things we get rid of. It can say anything you wanted to say. It can say three sentences. I filled up two pages. I talk a lot, even to myself. So that was a little something that I did. And then I also, I write thank you letters. My mother always taught me that. She always taught me the value of thank you. Thank you is more powerful than I'm sorry. And a lot of women are conditioned to be sorry. We're conditioned to say, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We, you know, we walk into a we go to head into a store or open a door and somebody greets us at the same time and we go, oh, I'm sorry. Not that you would say thank you there, but you could say thank you there because maybe they pause for a second and they give you the the egress, if you will. You can enter through the store first or whatever. But my mother always taught me the value of thank you. And and, and anytime I go to say I'm sorry, I think of saying I'm thank, I thank you first it's more powerful and then you're you're putting the other pers- person in a position to be grateful. And I think that's an important emotion to have other people be in, including ourselves. So it's like gratitude creates more gratitude and I am grateful for my lawyers because they help me not get screwed over in this industry. So these are letters to my lawyers. One of which you guys might know that I've talked about multiple times is my my lawyer is Chunk from Goonies. Truffle Shuffle. That's my freaking lawyer. And he's one of the greatest. As well as Molly Fenton, who just made partner this past, I think, six months. She just made partner at the at the law firm. So these are for them. They don't even know about it yet. I don't even know if they listen to this podcast. But those are little things I've done. Writing myself a letter is new, but writing thank you notes. It's really powerful. And you might not hear anything back, but that's not the point. The point is making the connection and and extending yourself and saying thank you over I'm sorry. You know, sorry I'm late is less powerful than thank you for waiting. I don't like when my coconut oil hardens feels like I'm drinking pieces of skin. That's a complete side note. A little MCT oil, multi-chain triglycerides. Supposedly good for your heart. Supposedly hydrates you from the inside out. And now it's chunky on top of my green tea. That's a, that would be an overheard right there. My multi-chain triglycerides are all chunky. That's, <laughs> that's an overheard in LA if I ever did hear one so we'll do a couple overheards so someone sent me an overheard and I believe it's in my photos let's see if I can access it this girl sent me an overheard I screen grabbed it and let's see where she is photos live photos um hold on guys Activity Shared album Screenshots Oh, it was a screenshot I believe she sent an overheard Let me see if I screen grabbed it Oh, it didn't load up yet Damn it It's on my cellular Did I not load it? Okay, we're going to have to read that one next week But I do have one from Hanging out with Elliot I was hanging out with Elliot And (laughs) He, he's walking through the kitchen. Elliot's walking through the kitchen. He's seven years old and like most seven years old, seven years old, seven year olds. He said and says what he's thinking right then and there. You know, there's no, there's no pause. They say what they feel and they feel what they say. It's kind of beautiful. It's something that we lose because sometimes not everyone needs to hear what you think. And then sometimes you make a career out of telling people what you think. So Elliot's running around the kitchen and he farts. And then he takes a beat and he goes, "Uh uh-oh, I don't think that was just a fart. (laughs) And I know, (laughs) I know you shouldn't laugh at that and fart humor's childish, but he's a child. You know, like. When is it okay to laugh at farts? When is it not okay? I don't think that we need to really differentiate those two things. I think sometimes a fart is just funny. But the fact that he goes, he he was just so serious. He goes, "Uh uh-oh, I don't think that was just a fault. (laughs) It's just the little R. You know, that little inflection. He's like, it was definitely not just a fault. Oh, my gosh. Take whatever you need. Please take whatever you need from me, because I am I'm at your mercy. You are so freaking cute. So, uh, there's something that I was looking for. I was on Amazon, like I am every other day. Let's be real, every day I'm on Amazon every day, and I I know I, that's I'm single handedly contributing to mom and pop sh- stores shutting down, but I also shop at them, so it's a fine dance. And. I'm looking for a new dog crate or grate for uh, Jesus, a new dog gate for my studio so I can have the dogs in the studio and then the other dogs in the yard don't bother us. And I found this crate on Amazon and I looked at the photo and I was like, this dog isn't even in front of this gate. This dog is superimposed. They couldn't even put together a dog in a gate photo shoot. That cost too much money. They're not doing that now. They superimposed a dog in front of the gate and the dog looked dead. The way they had like this glow around it. It had this little glow around its body, so you could tell that it was definitely photoshopped. But it it, it looked like they made the dog look photoshopped. It looked like they looked like they made him look like he was in heaven. It was like the ghost of a dog visiting a, a gate. And wh- why does it look like this dog came down from heaven for, for this photo shoot? You know, because I'm the person, I'll tell you right now, I'm the type of person who will boycott a movie if a dog dies. I will be so sad. Are you kidding me? Movies where dog dies? <laughs> I can't handle it. Old Yeller? You guys remember Old Yeller from back in the day? It's probably written by white supremacists, but it was a great movie. A Dog's Purpose? Forget it. If you want a good cry, a good cathartic cry, put on a dog's purpose. And don't plan on doing anything for the rest of the day or maybe even tomorrow because you're emotionally not going to be able to handle it. And they missed a, a fun pun. They could have called it a dog's poppus. But who's who's counting? And there was, um, all dogs go to heaven. Brutal. Brutal as a kid to watch all dogs go to heaven. You just thought they went to the farm. Lies. We're being fed lies. Is heaven the name of the farm? It friggin' better be. Where's this heaven place? And why is Mr. Mr. Frisbee going there? Marley and me? I didn't mind that that dog died as much because he was such a terror. I'm just kidding. That was still horrible the whole time just to watch Owen Wilson emote grief wow wow (laughs) is he grieving I don't what Owen Wilson has one level and it works for all of us and I don't know why wow another sad dog movie Hachi true story about this I think a Shiba Inu or some sort of Japanese dog that goes to work every day I'm not even gonna tell you I can't even tell you. You're never going to emotionally recover from Hachi. And it's a great movie. Suggest you watch Hachi. And get back to me after. The only time we ever cheered when a dog died in a movie was from Cujo. Stephen King classic. Where a dog that got rabies attacks everybody on the farm. Even the kid. Everybody gets it. Let that dog die. Even then you kind of feel bad. Even then you're looking at the people like, well... Couldn't you figure it out? Really, a St. Bernard is what takes you down? This is just survival of the fittest. This isn't rabies, this is Darwinism! Still wasn't even mad when Cujo died. Gotta be honest. Clip it. (laughs) I'm, I'm pissed about this dog looking like it died in front of the gate. I'm not buying that gate. What if my dog dies? Why does that dog look dead? There's no way I'm getting the gate. The gate's freaking me out. It doesn't make any sense. Why is a dog glowing in front of the gate? Does the gate have some sort of chemicals on it? We're all screwed. We should have never left the woods. We should have stayed in the woods. This is why I have my Marshall's candle burning. I'm trying to stay close to the woods. But then we know. Oh, we learn that these these candles are toxic. Fuck. Where, where can we live? We just have to have boring fire with no scent? We're so dumb. We, we buy candles that are scented the way fire smells. We buy fire-scented candles. We're so stupid. We, we buy candles in the scent of things that we literally have in the house. You want an apple? Just go sniff an apple. Do you need your house to smell like apples all day long? Yes, I do, because I have three dogs. It smells either like apples or carcass. So what what are my options here? So now I got to go and look under every candle to make sure that it's, what, child poured? I don't know what the, the type is that makes you not have cancer. And it's like ambiance versus cancer. Ah, God, I love a good ambiance. And I, I, I was getting ready to record today. In this doctor, all of us are getting our health information off of doctors on Instagram. At least you know with me, I'm not a real doctor. I'm just giving you... It's it's real advice from, from a fake doctor. That's my whole thing. Don't forget to check out Instagram when we post up our doctor questions. I'm going to be doing that for the rest of my life. I think it's hilarious. But I was listening to this doctor, I think Zach Bouchand, whatever his name is, Dr. Zach. He looks like a legitimate doctor I'm not going to a doctor that looks like Bradley Cooper I just don't trust it I need my doctor to have halitosis and in, in a bald spot That's a guy who understands your eye nose and throat problems That's a guy who knows scoliosis In a lady not just a guy I can have a hot female doctor I don't know if that makes me sexist I don't think she's any less capable maybe because I'm a woman and I know what the truth is I don't trust a good looking doctor Grey's Anatomy, no, I'm not going with a brain injury to Patrick Dempsey. Are you crazy? That guy knows anything about neurons? No way. He knows about follicles, like his hair, but he don't know nothing about neurons. Think I'm going to have George Clooney cut me open? You're out of your mind. There's no way I'm going to a hot doctor. I'm going to Steve Buscemi. Going to Paul Giamatti. What's his last name? Great actor. He plays a doctor, going to him. I'll even go to Paul Giamatti playing a doctor over a real doctor who looks like Patrick Dempsey. And that's a God's honest truth. Something just bit me in my foot. You hate when your toe gets real. See, this is me getting karma, talking about people's looks. I'm still not going to Patrick Dempsey. No one's slicing me open who looks like a hot fox. Absolutely not, sir. <laughs> that's another fun one, Deb. That might be a fun one. I, I, I just was listening to this doctor before I was getting ready and he was talking about all the toxins that we put on our bodies on a daily basis and all the toxins that our bodies exposed to on a daily basis. And I thought the biggest toxin is the cell phone. I'll take lubiderm over an iPhone. toxins in the lubiderm it's also just a weird name no one thought about that lubiderm yikes is that a porno category but there's so many toxins in our cell phone it's giving off something that's not good (laughs) it's emitting signals that are definitely causing us cancer and i think about that every time i put my phone on my lap when i'm driving Maybe that's why we have so many ovarian issues. Are there nut problems with fellas? There's got to be testicular issues. I wonder if testicular cancer has been on the rise since cell phones and men putting them in their pockets. We're all screwed. Yeah, I should be worried about the oil of Olay that I just lathered on my neck. Not the phone that's been on my ear for eight hours a day. And not to mention what it's doing to my brain. We already know the dopamine issues we have. But he was right. He said women are more susceptible to the toxins because of all the products we use. We use so many products. There's 37 things on my face right now. That if I took them off, I would look like Robert De Niro. That's a toxin I'm I'm okay fighting for. It's a toxin I am gonna keep in my repertoire. Don't you touch my Lubriderm. I got 45 different things on my face right now. Women are more susceptible to the toxins because of all the products we use. So that made me think, I'm going to share some of the products that I use because I'm one of those women who look into ingredients, even though I don't even know if we can trust that. Who's right in the ingredients list? The person who works for the company? I don't trust any of it. But I'm going to share with the gift guide next week a little bit of the stuff that I use and the products that are supposedly uh, BPA and candle wax free. But it made me just feel like I wonder if that was purposeful, (laughs) not that I'm spiteful or think that people just wanna destroy women, but we're definitely more susceptible to it all because of all the stuff we use and we use so many products. And I gotta tell you, when I wake up in the morning with my fresh face that looks like Charlize Theron from the movie Monster, I love myself. I love myself in that, in that moment. And you know what? That's a great thing to include to your note to yourself. Hey, when you wake up looking like Charlize Theron from the movie monster, I love you so much. Thank you, Jesse. Why? Thank you for saying that. Even though I said it, but I said it yesterday. So really, it's a different person. It was me yesterday. Anywho, the whole point is I'm sad that that dog looks dead in front of the gate. And it, I literally took the gate out of my cart because of that. I I zoomed in and I look and I said, "Man, this dog looks dead. There's no way that I am sticking around for this, this malarkey, this absolute trash." So Deb sent me some Deb sent me some links here, and one thing that kind of stood out to me from last week is this little kid this 10 year old boy who starts a petition to change the nerd emoji (sighs) aren't 10 year olds supposed to be outside setting the woods on fire what is a 10 year old doing worried about the word nerd to me it feels like we're training our children to be offended like children are learning to be triggered don't worry, they're going to have enough stuff that's going to trigger them down the line. Why are we adding insignificant items to the list? Because when you become an adult, there's real-life scenarios that will trigger you and make it difficult, and things that you should be offended about. Well, I take that back. I don't really think you should be offended by anything, but things that will be really challenging. Here's this 10-year-old worried about something that's not even real, an inanimate object, that teenage girls use in text messages and I use when I'm being passive aggressive to my sister and that men use in text messages because they don't really know how to communicate clearly so they think an emoji is is something that should suffice for a real conversation this kid's getting offended by that and the the thing that's sad is and this might be a stereotype this kid might be really smart he might be really smart yet he's being coddled and encouraged to indulge his offense, he should be learning to build offense.
0: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you for your patience. See, I just caught myself right there. But Teddy Cotwell of Oxfordshire wants Apple to change the emoji, which depicts a glasses-wearing grinning face with two front teeth sticking out. They're making people think we're nerds, and it's absolutely horrible. Teddy whines, who wears glasses, told BBC, It makes me feel sad and upset. And if I find it offensive, there will be thousands of people around the world that will find it offensive, too. Congratulations, parents. You're raising a weak child. And I'm not somebody who thinks that your child should be slapped across the face every time they do something wrong. But I do believe that children who are disciplined tend to grow up to be a little bit more functioning parts of society. And also children who endure and learn to cope with struggle. I'm not sure where, but somewhere in the Soviet back in the day, they used to toss babies in the snow. (laughs) Can't wait for the corrections to come in next week for that. But this kid's parents obviously think it's cute that he's offended. Oh, I can't wait to see what this kid grows up to be, a vegan? A vegan DJ at Coachella? This kid's name, his name is Teddy. That tells you everything. It tells you everything you need to know, okay? This little kid who's offended about an emoji. I think the nerd emoji is offensive and insulting to all the people in the world who wear glasses. Shouldn't you just be reading? Isn't the whole point of having glasses? Emojis aren't words. My question is, how many emojis is this kid dealing with a day that they bother him this much? Maybe that the parent should take his phone away so he doesn't have to deal with the emojis. This sounds like a kid who has way too much time on his phone. I think people who wear glasses are cool, and I'm worried that people who are getting glasses for the first time will think that they are going to look like rabbits or rats. They do! That's the whole point. Kids who wear glasses look ridiculous. They look like little idiots. (laughs) But they're so cute. They're so cute. Are you kidding me? The first time Elliot showed me his glasses, I laughed out loud because I thought it was a Halloween costume. It was July. I thought it was a Halloween costume. Karina's on the phone, we're FaceTiming. Elliot pops in the background, looking like a 60 year old divorced dad. His glasses looked like he was going to write Karina a prescription not for glasses, but for oxycodone. This kid was in the background. I was like, what are you wearing? Any of these big old glasses. <laughs> and I laughed. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to laugh at kids in glasses. I'm asking Apple to change the name of the emoji to the genius emoji and change the design to the new one I have designed below. See, there's something there. This kid can design. The parents, rightfully so, should listen to this kid. His feelings are valid, but he's acting like a little bitch. His feelings are valid, but he's acting like a little weak kid. And kids are weak, but they have the ability to grow and learn. And that's where the parent should come in and be like, yes, okay, you're offended by the nerd emoji. What is your solution? And if this kid shows up and he creates a design, then as a parent, why not nurture that? Nurture his creative ability to solve the problem instead of nurturing his offense over the issue. I'm not acting like I know how to solve your kid's problems. I don't have children. I don't even know. I can't even begin, although I can begin to understand how difficult it is because I see my sister deal with her two children slash Tasmanian devils. But as an individual, I can't even begin to understand how difficult it is to have a kid and how hard it is to fight the urge to just toss a phone in their face and let the phone do the parenting for you while you're on your phone. But I can have my opinion. Hey, guess what? I'm offended at these parents. Not at the kid. The kid's new to life. He doesn't know what's going on. He's a brand new person. He has no idea what's happening in the world. I'm not offended by him. I'm offended by the parents. Where are they? Why are the... Did the interviewer only interview the kid? Where's the parent? Where's the mom or dad? Let's see. Teddy suggests ideas that show a yellow smiley face with glasses but no front teeth. I had buck teeth as a kid. My teeth literally came out of my mouth at you, like two little white trays. Two little white TV trays. We were just talking about TV trays before. And we'll get on to that subject. But my teeth used to come out of my mouth, and there was a space between them. They looked like desks in separate offices. And I had to have a surgery in my mouth to correct it. I had a phrenectomy. They cut out a whole piece of my skin. I don't know where they sent it. But... If I didn't have good vision, I'd also be wearing glasses and buck teeth. I've done just fine. As of Wednesday afternoon, Teddy petitioned and has gathered over 100 signatures. One of the people who signed the petition wrote, I support Teddy in recognizing misrepresentation of people who wear glasses. Come on. Hey, guess what? I have skinny shins. I want to start a representation of people with skinny shins. Yes, I believe my skinny shins should be recognized and that I should have a support group because it's so hard having skinny shins. You know who would be in the support group with me? John Stamos, because he also has skinny shins and it's a point of insecurity for him. This is ridiculous. Misrepresentation of people who wear glasses? All types of people wear glasses, from Steve Jobs to Muppets. I think they're represented. We should just put all the people who need representation for these ridiculous sidebar groups into one group. And it's just a misrepresentation of offended people. That's all it is. I, I'm sorry, guys. I, I bought this sweater from Marshalls. And if you're watching the video, I keep peeling shards of it off of my nose. I can't stand when you feel like one little feather on your skin. Anywho, th- this kid's cute. Okay, he's cute. I'm just more offended at his at his parents and people has reached out to the petition organizer and apple for comment bailey commended the boy to the bbc saying she loves his inquisitive mind see i do as well and fights for what he believes in those are great things those are great things i just don't think we need to encourage them as much as his creative and inquisitive mind he's very quite vocal about in a quite grown up way and I think that should be supported encouraged and commended as well yeah 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 all that sounds great but let's not encourage kids spending time over emojis things that aren't real on a device that is causing all the problems anyways and probably propelling ADD through the roof for everybody anyhow I hope this kid has a great holiday season I hope his parents stay together they probably won't because this kid will have his 15 minutes of fame the parents will use him as a a a a decoy maybe not a decoy but they'll use him to get followers on Instagram and then the parents will get divorced before the holidays I don't wish that I really don't but it just frustrated me I'm like damn this little kid's worried about that come on what are we doing I I wonder what he's going to grow up to become I it would be great to keep a tab on all of this ridiculousness and be like well, what happened to they always do that like where are they now this kid will be sitting in a eyeglasses office at 60 years old with bifocals. He'll probably be rich on a yacht with a bunch of ladies or fellas. We don't know. We have no freaking idea. I, um, what did I want to tell you guys? I wanted to tell you guys something about something. Did I say, I said, uh, I said I wanted to say something, right? I wanted to tell them about that afterwards. What was it? What was I talking about? I can't remember. It was something that was fun, but we'll figure it out some other time. I um I guess I just wanted to really hop on and say hello. T V trays? Oh yeah, T V trays were good. That's right. We did talk about T V trays. That's a whole other thing. Like growing up as a kid in the eighties, people complain about not having a family dinner together. I had a family dinner together. It just was with families on television with my freaking TV tray. You pop out the legs and the thing looked like a fake wooden floor and had a metal rim around it and the legs that crisscrossed. And your mom used to keep it in the closet around the side. She busts those things open. You'd be like, yes, give me that microwaved meal. Let's do this. Being an American's great. Fake food, broken family, you'll be fine. I was fine. I turned out okay. I wonder how this little teddy's going to turn out. Theodore. Ma'am. I'm going to start calling him ma'am. Think about that when you're walking around and out in the world and you come across a woman. Just try miss. Just see if miss gets you a little bit further than ma'am. Ma'am sets off something inside of us. And maybe I'm speaking for myself only. Doesn't it bother you when someone says ma'am? It's just, you want to go, what? Even if they're helping you, what'd you call me? (laughs) Ma'am? <laughs> well, I guess I need to slather on some more lubriderm to avoid the ma'am comment. Well, I hope you guys have a great week. Hope the pod was fun and interesting. If you have any gift ideas or ideas for my gift idea episode next week, Send them in, Jesse May Peluso comedy at gmail. Don't forget to rate the pod. You thought I was going to let you get away without reminding you. Rate the podcast five stars. Just click five stars. It's quick. Boom, right there. Give us a quick rating. Let's read. Let's read one of these reviews. Let's re- read one of these reviews here. Oh, I wanted to say Ian McAdam, who is the guy who portrays that character who has the accent that I can't understand from Liverpool. I wonder if Teddy, called to tell, the little kid in the glasses, knows who this guy is. But this guy, um, Ian McCadden is the, the guy who's emailed us a couple times and told me about this Liverpool Scouse accent. So the person who plays this man, who's the character who's shoplifting, do you guys remember that audio? Queens of Scotty Road. It's a character. And I messaged him... And I'm trying to get him on the podcast, but Ian McAdam says, Hey, Jesse and Debbie May, spiders in the studio. Just have to say the impression of Liverpool scouse acts that you did was a solid eight out of 10. It's fucking Sunday morning. Well done. You've now become an honorary scouser. You have to put up with boneheads at farmer's market in Liverpool. We have epic mum rants and camp shoplifter lifters. Get me some of those overheards, Ian. The guy in the shoplifter clip is now become pretty famous in the UK. He is lapping up all the attention he is getting on social media and he's a really funny character. What a mad world we live in. You get caught shoplifting and become a celebrity. Wait, did he really get caught shoplifting? Because I thought that that was a character he was playing. Or was he playing a character get it shoplifting? I think that that's what it was, but I could be wrong. Ian says, that you mentioned a while back that you owned a guitar and wish you had learned how to play. I play and make guitars and was wondering if you ever managed to if you ever managed how to play the guitar not yet but i would love for you to send me one of your guitars for sure if you send me one of your guitars i'll play it on the podcast he says "You know what i always say oh this is what he says in that times are hard and friends are few it's tara to fucking you tara to fucking you i guess i don't know what tara means watch out for them spiders in the studio jesse may and deb and they have sent for backup <laughs> scouse ian So that's what the guy says Times are hard and friends are few It's too hard to fucking you It's working Sunday morning So shout out to Ian for Connecting me and making me aware Of this person it is so ridiculous And fun and hopefully I can get The characters um, That this guy plays Queens of Scotty Road On the podcast because he is So ridiculous and I love Someone who can figure it out you know get, Get that little limelight get that 15 minutes or Hour and a half whatever you're able to grab and Don't forget, as we say, Maybays, everything happens for a season, a reason, a lesson, or a blessing. It's up to you to decide which it is. And don't forget to rate the podcast. I'll read one of them. A Shredded Yogi, I might have read this before, but he says, let's get this gal to 1,005 star reviews. Yes! Thank you, guys. See you next week.
0: You know what I always say? Time to write, and friends, a few. ta to fucking you!
1: Seeking the truth never gets old.
0: Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder
1: mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With
0: new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends.